Hi, this is Mark Atkinson, and you're listening to the Cherry Jam Podcast. Hello, and welcome to Episode 2, Series 5 of Cherry Jam. Myself, Ed Price, Lawrence Landry, and Jim Harley this week. Uh, Russ is on a ferry, coming back from Guernsey. Um, and Snowy has from crossed Guernsey. the Guernsey. Uh, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> Snowy has been running up some hills, um, I think, judging by his Instagram. It's pretty standard for him, then. It is I'm true, flying, yeah. I'm flying a drone, though, looks as well. He's got, very cin- he's got very cinematic in what he's doing. It's he bits... does all that crap with it following him as he's running, and it looks amazing. And it's, you, know, he's and you just can't help but think wanker, can you? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I don't think it does look good enough. It does look good. I'm jealous because yeah. I try and take a photo when I'm riding a bike, and it just doesn't work. So he's got proper kit. Yeah. If I tried more... taking a photo when I was riding a bike, I'd be more worried about falling off, to be honest with you. <laughs> Uh, also, the drones have got a minimum speed, Loz. That's the other thing you have to bear, bear in mind. What are you trying to say? <laughs> they can only hover. They can only hover for so long. Uh, oh. Anyway, right. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna start again this week with some kit launch news. Uh, Gloucester launched their kit, uh, their away kit, and um, just as we said, it would look like kind of. But anyway, um, overall, I think it's it was better. I was going to say, overall, I think quite positive. Um, the only negative, I think, I went in and saw it today uh, from the club shop. I, the only thing I, I, I would say is the cotton version, which everyone wangs on about every bloody time they release a kit, um, was, it does look like a polo shirt and I wouldn't bother with it. But the the, the kit version, you know, the replica kit version, looks really good. It does, it does look like a polo shirt because it's got a collar and it doesn't have the Big Doug logo on the front, which mm. kind of just makes it look more like a polo shirt. I think because it's the almost pinstripe hoops as well, it looks less like a rugby shirt and more like a polo shirt, um, yeah. especially especially because it's short sleeve. I think I'm right in saying the home jersey, you can get short and long sleeve cotton You can, versions. and also the um, cotton version looks better in the home shirt version, I think, just generally anyway, because you've got the big brand, you know, yeah, the big but, banded. Yeah, but I just think if you know it's it's a if you treat it as a polo shirt, it's a really bloody nice polo shirt that maybe is a little bit more expensive than you'd normally pay for a Gloucester polo shirt. But mm. yeah, it's um it's cracking. A couple of people have been saying about the Big Doug logo being in blue, i.e. their <laughs> colours. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I kind of get that if they'd have made it red or even black. Would I think if it had been, been black, better. it would have looked really black. Gold wouldn't stand out enough, so it couldn't be that. But I think no. if it was black, it would look actually probably pretty good. Well, but the blue is just, it just doesn't fit with the other colours that's in the shirt. So it means it stands out very well. And I know it's their corporate colours. But for me, it's just a shame because the colour, that, that blue doesn't fit with the rest of the shirt for me. But yeah, that's me people have said about, you know, sponsors changing. Obviously, Mitsubishi changed their entire kind of, layout of their logo um rather than it being the low um the low mm. logo with mitsubishi motors underneath which we all moaned about because it created this big square on the front they actually went logo oh mitsubishi motors to the side which looked way way better um and actually i just you just made me think Lars, if it was a big dug in black with kind of like a gold edging surround or something yeah that could have been so good that, that could look good, but you know, maybe it wouldn't have stood out so much, and that's exactly what Big Doug need. They need 
you know, to be. Well, quite that's well, the whole point of them doing the sponsorship is to get. I them, and I still think it looks brand, really, really it? good. Yeah, and I, I should be honest. They, I, the big they thing though, the badge, didn't they? The badge on the design we saw, the badge was gold, and I thought the the, the badge just disappeared on the white. It just disappears. Yeah, the, the, the standard red, um, Gloucester Gloucester rugby badge, which looks better. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'm just waiting for the phone call from the store to say the players' weights are in, and I'll be down there to get myself. I think I'll get the home and the away this year, just because. Yeah. Lance asked me to buy more stuff, so I will. Yes. Uh, to be fair, though, I mean, just going on to the big dog quickly. Uh, obviously, they did change the logo colours for the home shirt last year, if you remember. So the home shirt last year, it's all white on a red background. So they do, they can do it. It's just obviously in this particular case, they've decided, nah, we're going to stick with the the, the, the corporate colours. Fair enough. Um, yeah, Jim, I was in the store earlier today. I was very close to buying the home shirt when in fact I would have bought the home shirt, but they didn't have, uh, they didn't have some numbers and letters I wanted. Um, or we revealed later, but, uh, I haven't, I haven't decided. I haven't decided who I'm, who I'm going to go for because they won't do my heritage shirt, my heritage shirt, not from this season, from a few seasons ago, because if they fuck it up, they can't replace it. So (laughs) that's, that's, no, and that's, that's not, that's fair enough. That's not exactly their words, but basically they say they're not willing to, name a number of shirt that they can't replace which i think is probably born that's, out of that's that's very fucking, good fucking it up in the past and probably, not being able yeah. to do anything about it yeah, um, yeah, but yeah i totally get that which it is also a little bit annoying because I, I would have liked to have got um probably the be kind because that was what that was kind of what they did um so i wouldn't have had cipriani 10 but maybe be kind 10 i might have gone for mm. um in hindsight but yeah, I need to decide what nickname I go for on my jersey well, because I haven't. Jim, done it for I mean, a while. so if you get number sixteen, it's free. Hey. Yeah. No, I didn't. I supported this today. So I think you mentioned or Russ mentioned when he went in the other week about there were certain numbers you could get, and it was you. So obviously last year you could get Slater four on the back, and and uh, um, it was I think you paid an extra five quid or whatever, or ten quid, and the five went to the forehead charity. Um, they've got. If you put number 16 on the home shirt or the heritage shirt, it's free um, because we are the 16th man, apparently. Bit cheesy, but, you know, give them credit. It's, Lawrence, it's a, it, Lawrence is... Lawrence is slowly dying there. <laughs> I know, I could see. Um, but no, I think it's, it's a bit cheesy, but look, you know... It's, it's cheesy. Yeah. It's a good idea. But... Yeah. Well, the thing is, I actually want to get for the home jersey, and it will never happen because it just won't won't be something that gets manufactured. But I wanted to get Mo 9. But I wanted a men's players' weight, women's top, which is never, ever going to be produced. But that's that's what I'm after. Because the, the women's shirt has got the oxen badge in the middle. And She's going to take a restraining order. Sport, <laughs> and, <laughs> Good. It's got Hartbury Sport. And You're not going to be allowed to go within inside. 50 yards, obviously. <laughs> so you'll have to stand at the back of the stand, mate. That's the problem. Um, what, but no, you, I think interesting about the women's jersey is just a little note, because obviously there's been a whole Ferrari around the Mary Earps goalkeeper shirt for not England, um, and Nike have relented and the rest of it. I mean, Loz is shaky. He hasn't got a clue what I'm talking about. But, I've got a clue what you're about. I'm sorry. No, yeah. But basically, uh, if people who didn't know this, so obviously Mary Earps, England goalkeeper uh, in the Women's World Cup. Um, when he saved the penalty, didn't she? Absolute superstar. Wonderful, iconic moment of telling uh, the world to fuck off, which I thought was brilliant after she made her save. Um, but uh, she, uh, you could not buy the the England women's goalkeeper shirt 
which is all. it's a really really nice kit like the, yeah. i prefer the peachy the peachy pink one is mm. way nicer than the green one the greeny one yeah so you know um, it, it just it was a bit silly and in, and nike looked a bit even more daft as it obviously the, the competition went on nike relented and they're going to do a, a short run of of kit brilliant nice but there is there are issues you know i think i totally understand from a from a a, court, a, a corporate point of view you don't want to start having to say to oxen we need a run of I don't know, 500 men's player weight women's jerseys because you might sell. I think well, it's quite no. niche. Only they, need to do one, do run, don't they? They, do a run they need work. to do a run of one. Okay, one I, think, I, think with, I think scale... And he could buy it with it. So he could buy it and in the bag will be the restraining order. From yes, the yeah, <laughs> yeah. The cost, the cost, the cost benefit analysis on that gym might be quite difficult for Costa to, 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 no, to work out. I, I never It'd still be cheaper than the restraining order. I do remember I do remember in the um in the X-Blade store as it was at the time. Yeah. They did have because it was significantly different, they did have the women's jersey for sale a few years ago. And it was a different design. Um, but it was available for sale. And I think I think now one club and all that, um, where you know it'd be, it'd be nice it'd be nice if it was available although saying that you might not even be able to get the patch on the women's shoulder anyway to say what league it's going to be played in anyway yeah it, i mean look these are these are all very niche and i take your point jim it would be nice to have all this it is very niche it's very difficult for a club for the club to an oxen to do the relevant number of runs of these shirts because it costs money for them to run it. They have to make the money back and, you know, one-offs are difficult to, to justify. Um, but uh, yeah, no, so going back to what I wanted, I'm going to get, I, I think I'm going to get number 16 and just put cherry jam on the top just then. And you can spot me, like, you know, spot me and, and throw abuse at me oh, if look, you haven't seen me. Oh, look, it's that guy that does the podcast. Ah, what a dickhead. Um, oh, he thinks he's famous and summit. I'm going to go and have a word with him and tell him. Yeah. That's just Loz. That's just Loz shouting at me. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, probably so, see you wanker. <laughs> yeah, quite. And, and totally appropriate way to do, to, uh, to address me, by the way. Um, although, please don't do it when I've got my daughter with me. For obvious <laughs> don't don't uh, make out like she's all sweet and innocent. She's no, true. Yeah, it's true. Um, mainly from my wife. Um, <laughs> anyway. Oh, um, slap my beer right then. No, no. <laughs> So yeah, overall, I think we're all quite we're all big fans of the the away shirt. Um, I think probably we'll all end up getting it at some point. A bit like the home shirt, we'll be all end up getting it something at some point. One thing that Gloucester are doing at the moment is they're throwing in a free T-shirt, um, which they did a few years ago for the I think again for the away shirt. Um, was, that, was that the one with like the map on it? Yeah, it that was the one with the map, um, underground sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it looks it looks alright. I mean, I, I I wouldn't buy that T-shirt otherwise. And you get it thrown in with the away shirt. Nice little deal. Um, I, like, and... I like that as a as a concept. It probably doesn't cost them a huge amount, but no. it's, people are going to go. Oh yeah, I'm going to buy it now rather than holding out to this offer's not on anymore. Yeah, I think it's a nice it's a nice idea. Um, yeah, so we've got one more to go, which will be European. I would imagine that's going to be probably released after the World Cup, when you know, as we get cl- closing in on the European uh, season. Well, um, Cinder shirt again, isn't it? Yeah, so what we've seen is it's the uh, yeah, Gloucester Old Boys Cinderford kit 
from uh, from a few years ago. Slightly wider hoops. Um, I think the gold badge on that, because I think it is a gold badge on that one, that will stand out really well because it's well, yeah, because it'll be on the black background. The black it? background. That look. That I think that'll look really, really good. Um, and from what I think I've seen, again, that's got a proper collar, uh, which means that the player's weight version won't have a proper collar because just. Mm, it's just weird. I don't really understand why they can't just all have the right collar and everyone cracks on. But anyway, um, we're going to pause, move on to the England uh, uh, weekend at the England with the England game and the other internationals because it wasn't just England. There were some other quite impressive performances out there, um, not just Fiji. Um, and uh, we'll talk about that and talk about the World Cup and what's coming up and uh, and other stuff that's been around the world of rugby, including. Possibly the biggest scandal in the history of rugby union, maybe. This is George Skivington. You're listening to the Cherry Jam podcast. Right. Um, as I kind of trailed at the big end of the, the last bit of the pod, um, it broke over the weekend that Reese Webb and Elton Yanchis uh, had been tested positive for performance enhancing drugs. Um, uh, and obviously that's a, a, a big news story. And it then potentially had the possibility of becoming a really, really big news story and a really big scandal um, in that the uh, original Lequeep article suggested that the performance enhancing, performance enhancing drugs had been supplied by the WRU only to then... Uh, as we found out this afternoon, uh, only to that that bit of the story being ret- retracted and amended, and that no longer appears on uh, on the Lakeep article. Uh, so obviously, there's there's bits of it which were still yet to be ironed out and confirmed, um, but not not great for Reese Webb, obviously. Um, and I think there was in fact a very interesting tweet about six seven weeks ago before Reese Webb pulled out of the squad, which had a picture of him looking ridiculously stacked and like massive and saying saying what Warren Gatlin what are they feeding him um which is yeah potentially it's a big surprise if you the keep have gone to the trouble of publishing something like that. you'd have thought there'd be some sort of grounding but then they've had to redact their statement it's unusual yeah. for a publication of that sort of size to, to actually state that in the first place that's you know gutter journalism isn't it really at its highest so if they find the need to have to redact redact that already yeah and or it could be just that look, they, they they published it uh there's been a there's been a um a challenge a complaint and actually from a legal point of view they have to redact it or amend it um you never know it might come back out yeah, we don't know do we yeah. we don't know we're not but um... no it's it's sad that you know it, it, there's clearly there are clearly issues i think people have kidded themselves a little bit with rugby about performance enhancing drugs um you know these guys are massive guys uh and they you know the amount of um stress on their bodies is huge you know you gotta look at lee halfpenny that man that he's he's got an 11 12 stone man normally he's 15 16 stone one of the reasons why he's missed so much rugby over the years is because of the fact that he's carrying so much muscle that mm. he keeps getting hurt yeah. and and but, that's but... the same for quite a few rugby players they are way bigger people than what they naturally should be and the game was all, a game for all sizes because you went into the game naturally, and it's quite but quite interesting. Was one of the things as well to go off on a bit of a tangent was the bit about where um, Will Carling had a, a, an um, on Twitter, I think it was, and mm. Luther Burrell chimed in about. I don't know if you discussed this last week, but they oh, talked no, about. Yeah. Um, 
they, about how they're being coached they were coached out the game at the, the, mm. the, you know, the skill set of the under twenties, the way they um, had a fabulous performance recently where they were running it from everywhere and whatnot. And some players were just wanting to be out the game because they didn't enjoy it anymore because they were just coached out of it and just told to hit the gym all the time. Mm. And it's just a sad, wow, oh, Christ, you only got to look at this piss poor England team at the moment. To, you know, yeah. to, to I say think that's just professional sport in general, though. Yeah. You know, if you want to be at the very peak of of any sport, you know, and even sports that are far more skill-based rather than physique-based, so, like, you know, football as opposed to rugby, they're both very skillful games, but I think, with you know, fitness is, is important, but actual bulk and size and all the rest of it isn't so important as a footballer. Um, and, yeah, you... you, you as a professional athlete, you take absolutely everything that you possibly can that is legal or not yet illegal <laughs> to, to give yourself that, you know, that, um, that little bit extra compared to your compatriots. And, you know, obviously some people have fallen foul to that because they're not, you know, they're taking whatever they're told without really thinking about it. Um, and it's, it, they're trying to stop it. But you know the science is always two steps ahead, isn't it? The biggest yeah. problem, the biggest problem we got with rugby union in particular, is so the main difference in snooker players is the top two inches, the uh, the top professionals compared to decent club players, is the top two inches. Ultimately, um, the same goes with cricketers as well. It's the 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 mental aspect of the game and the ability to focus on the game. The trouble with rugby is they've got, we've had a couple of freak players, you know, John Olamu, and then next thing you know, everyone's hit, as soon as Lomu came along and no one could tackle him, everyone was living in the gym to try yeah. and bulk up, to try and yeah, compensate wingers, for that. Wingers should be 20 stone now. <laughs> no, no, not at all. He was a freak. You get the odd freak come along. You know, Alessandro yeah. Tuilagi was another. He wasn't. He was. Yeah, Leslie Vinicola. Yeah, I mean, he, was, he was naturally exactly. a monster who could actually, shift as well. Yeah, yeah he, he, he made he made for a good winger, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. And you just got the. You sometimes you just have to accept there are bigger people like that, and the game has gone away from being what could have been a fantastically skillful game to one where we're now going on about head collisions and the concussions. Are going, and it's because everyone who plays it now is three stone heavier than what they should be. Yeah. And, uh, and that's all muscle. And okay, you know, there's nothing wrong with trying to make yourself as strong and big as possible. I get that. But the trouble is the game's moved away from the skill set as well, which is what's so disappointing. And that's why we're getting this dirge at Gloucester. Okay, next season promises from what we've been hearing from the coaches is going to be completely different with James Lightfoot, whatever his name is. Yeah. Because we were, we were at the Mark Cummins thing, Ed and I were. Yeah. And, and, and we were talking to, oh, and Jim, sorry. Yes, of course he was. And when we were there and we were talking to Lewis uh, Ludlow, he was turning around and saying, it's one of those stupid things that when he explained what we had to do, it was like, oh yeah, but it was getting the ball out, and that the, all their preseason work so far has been far more attacking based than what it's ever been, and he's made it so he he's got the message across to the players of how to do certain things. So next season promises to be a lot less boring than what it's been recently, and let's be fair, no one wants to move away from a good kicking game. There's a time and a place for kicking, and when you kick it well, it's a great part of the game. And certainly, if you've got a dominant 
um, scrum and rolling mall, you don't want to move away from that either. But our problem was our entire game was based on that, and we needed to. We never had a plan B. Now, hopefully, we're going to have that next season. Unfortunately, mm. England have taken a step back into the dark ages, oh, and. Yeah. What? Oh, not being nice, nice segue. Oh, no, yeah. nice segue. Oh, what, the one, the one thing which was pretty much summed up at England compared to Fiji um, on uh, yesterday. No, sorry, uh, Saturday, Saturday. Yeah, was England had advantage, albeit in their own half. Yes, it was pissed it down. What did George Ford do? Boots it sixty meters straight down the middle of the park. If ever there was a case of running it and seeing what happened, if they knocked the ball long because the bar was uh, it was a bar of soap. It goes back for the penalty anyway. What that dopey twat to just kick the fucking ball. I'm sorry, sorry. Kick the bloody ball straight to there. I'm so angry. (laughs) (laughs) If you saw our WhatsApp chat, it was a lot less worse than the F bomb. I can assure you. Uh, Uh, Sorry, a lot worse than the F bomb. I can say. Um, But he kicks the ball away, and then and then the commentators turn around and say, "Oh yeah, it was a free play, so he could kick the ball away." No, he couldn't. It was a free play, so let's bloody run it from there and see what happens. It's it's yeah we'll come we'll come on to England now I mean <sighs> so there are times as an England supporter I think we also have to bear in mind so I, I mean I'm, I don't know about Loz and Jim in terms of your memories of rugby during the eighties I I don't remember my early memories of England were from sort of the World Cup onwards nineteen ninety one onwards and I don't ever remember it being this bad Never. certainly certainly in the professional era people who grew up you know who are older than us so in the fifties or sixties. Um, you know, they would have grown up with how bad it was in the 1970s. Yeah, or the, the early, early 80s. 80s wasn't great, was it? No, but you know, it really, really poor, really poor uh, game. You know, England, England teams, etc. But obviously, that was an amateur era. You, you, you know, it's a very different uh, era of rugby. But certainly, in the professional era, I cannot remember it being as bad as this. Los, you've got a lovely comparison actually between Borthwick and a former England coach. Yeah, is it, it, can you remember when? So Clive handed it, uh, packed it in. He, he, he got replaced by Andy Robinson. Now Andy Robinson had been a brilliant forwards coach for England um, under Sir Clive Woodward. He really had England would won the World Cup under that duo in charge. And Robinson had a previous track record at club level at Bath. It didn't quite well because he won the champ, uh, Champions Cup. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and the Robinson is the main man, and. I just it, the the similarities are just astonishing between him and Borthwick. You've got the same Borthwick, them fantastic at England, le- uh, sorry, international level. Not only with England because when he was there for a short period of time before he went to Leicester under Eddie Jones, but also uh, with Eddie Jones in Japan. And actually, if you recall, don't know if people can remember this far back, but he was due to go to Bristol as their head coach. Hmm. And Eddie Jones got appointed the England coach and wanted him as a forwards coach. So the RFU had to buy him out of contract, which <laughs> whilst the, the ink was still wet on the form his signature. Um, and he showed how good he was as a number two. But And he's gone to Leicester and then he won the league with Leicester and showed that at club level, he could be a good, like, much like Andy Robinson, be an excellent number one. But international level, he seems out of his depth, much in the same way that Andy Robinson was when he became um, the head coach of England. And it's just astonishing the similarities. On from that point of view, I, where it isn't similar is Robinson never tried be- getting us to play rugby like this. This is as 
bad a rugby as I have ever seen. And my God, was that ever not a If ever there was a case of a successful rugby over bloody game plan and an oh, idea. Yeah. Fiji played rugby, scored tries, won a match. England had a game back. And when you listen to when they're talking about, we're making too many errors in training. We're doing this. All they're talking about, they can't even sing from the same bloody hymn sheet because Borthwick's saying that the defence wasn't good enough. George Ford's saying that training is, we've been making too many mistakes in training. And Courtney Law said something else. Yeah, I forget what he said, but he said... Yeah, but and then three weeks ago, they were saying we look like world beaters in training. (sighs) As Stowe's always said about Gloucester, he said, one win doesn't make us a good team, or one look defeat doesn't make us a bad team. We need to find a bit of nuance on it. But Yeah, just, this isn't just one defeat, though, is no, it? No, it's, 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 it's not it's, at all. And it's this the is five defeats well. in six. Yeah, five but... defeats in six, losing to Argentina, uh, losing to Fiji, losing to a really poor Welsh side in Cardiff. I mean, let's be honest, the win against Wales at Twickenham was... I mean, it was good from a morale point of view, but it was an absolute fluke, really. Yeah, yeah we, we we didn't deserve to win that. Nah, it was a fluke. Um, and uh, do, uh, do you think do you think that England are performing as they are, and the game plan is what it is or what it isn't, um, due to kind of fear of failure, and therefore the un- unwillingness to be brave and actually. Sometimes you've got to risk defeat to to win, mm-hmm. and I think that's that's what Fiji have done forever, <laughs> and actually have started. They actually look like a 15s team now. They looked a good team, didn't they? And, mm. and if, I, actually, if I was Wales, yeah. I'd be shitting my pants. But <laughs> <laughs> like, a team like Fiji that are renowned for throwing caution to the wind and running everything. They've actually now got a bit of balance and do kick on occasion um, when they need to, and you know, kick for kick for goal or kick for the corner or whatever when it's the sensible thing to do. But still, um, still have a bit of flair. The biggest and actually, fear the good with... teams. You know, New Zealand have done it for yeah. for decades. Really, they've had the, that balance just right of being pragmatic and kicking a goal when it's time, but turning. You know, really turning it on and up in up in the pressure when that's the that's the correct thing to do. Obviously, mm. we can talk about. We'll talk about the New Zealand of the weekend in a minute. Yeah, but yeah. A minute. But what, what's <laughs> scary? What's scary about Fiji is they seem to have a set piece, so they've got all that flair that they've always. Well, had. scrum. The lineup was the line line was dreadful. Was but... dreadful but yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, but, then a line yeah, out, but at least they've got out, something. A mm. dreadful lineout can be fixed when they yeah. get into World Cup camp, and they've got loads of time to to sort that out. Then you would think, you would hope, you would sincerely hope that mm. they really put it together and absolutely destroy Wales again. <laughs> I mean, just just uh, in regard to England, I mean, Jim, my personal opinion is it's it's there's three problems. Loz is right. I think Borthwick's out of his depth. I think actually not just Borthwick. I think the coaching setup as a whole is is out of his depth. Wigglesworth, Sim, Sim, no. Simfield, Wigglesworth, looks like, yeah. Simfield yeah. doesn't seem to know. He's, they've gone down the route of the oh, he's rugby league, so he must know how to do defence. And it it doesn't look like that at the moment. The, the number, but the, the other one, of... Wigglesfield's had five games in charge of Leicester, and now he's England's backs coach. Yeah, we're, we're, uh, you know, but then he, you, it doesn't matter who the backs coach is if all you do is kick the ball away. 
fundamentally. But well, we no, said I, that with Gloucester, haven't we? Yeah, it's exactly. You know, you, you can have you could have the greatest backs coach in the world who's got all these moves, but if after once he gets to to ten and all you do is kick it, it makes no difference. But no, that's number one. I think I think the coaching setup is out of his depth. Uh, number two is there are players in that England squad who should not be in that England squad. Thunder, that, just full stop. Dan yeah. Cole should not be in that England squad. Yeah. He's Vinipola, basically both both Vinipolas, Thankfully, well, one of them. Mako is out. Billy is now suspended. Is now suspended for the so first please game. Please don't take either of them. They are just. Well, they yeah, are. They're going. They're going. They're going. Yeah, they're going. This, this is the fact. So this, this is the thing. How you we... can pick a Vinipola over fucking bloody Zach um, Mercer, Zach Mercer, and Varva Parva Ruskin? Is beyond and that's, me. That's not. That's no Gloucester bias there. That's no, just. No, on, let's be no, honest. We, we've not seen. Got... We've not seen Zach Mercer play for Gloucester. So no. we've is got it, no... Zach Mercer was two. Well, well, certainly one year, if not two years, a top fourteen player of the year. There's a one or two decent players in the top fourteen, and mm. he was their best player. Oh, I'm sorry. He decides to run around people rather than into them. Well, this is another well, one. Why so, would you so, want to pick someone like that? You know, because no, that I mean, you know, bosh it, boot it, bosh it, and boot it. But the, 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 so the Dan Dan Cole is, I mean, fair play, wonderful career. Uh, I, I you know from what I understand of it as a as a bloke, he's very good in the dressing room. However, at some point, walking from ruck to ruck is simply not acceptable at international level, and it certainly isn't now, right? It's just not acceptable. And also, if you're getting pinged left, right, and centre in the scrum, even worse. I don't think Ellis Genge um, is anywhere near the form he should be. He, he was like last year. He seems to be really struggling. I also think he is digging himself a huge hole and Marla on social media. They're trying to do the whole everyone hates us and we don't care stuff. Everyone thinks you're a bit of a dickhead. Sorry. You can be you can be the big you know the big lad going oh come on I don't want, I don't want you going on yeah, about but, no that's fair enough Lost, but don't don't start going on against. Maggie she's, she's a pundit mm. she's supposed to call you out if she doesn't think you're doing something particularly good yeah. and to come back with some silly remark like yeah whatever this is also Maggie pa- Alfonsi who has been a standout player in her position at international and, and, and also we're not won talking, a World Cup yeah yeah we're not we're not talking to someone like you or me or Jim calling them out yeah, he's paid Gloucester <laughs> five or whatever the bloody no, whole yeah. level we played at. We're talking someone who's played at the highest level and is highly respected. He's calling you out for not being good enough, and your your answer is your mum or what? Yeah. Or something well, along no, the lines. Of, you know that. The, yeah, it's that's it's. The, it's the I, I, come back, isn't it? I, I find it. I find yeah. it very difficult to to. When when you've got players calling out England supporters saying you're not being supportive enough, and then you're an you know English fan, England fans don't want to be like this. We want to see great rugby. We would love to have seen a full Twickenham on Saturday. There were very there were reasons other than just crap rugby, but crap rugby is one of the reasons why they didn't sell that many tickets. The crap other rugby, very expensive tickets, and a, and a train, quid a train strike, which and a train strike. Yeah. yeah, so but all of these things come into perfect it. storm. But, yeah, but then there's other players like again. I mean, he didn't play at the weekend, but Ben Young shouldn't be anywhere near. It shouldn't be near the England side anymore. I mean, Danny Kerr came on. First thing he did is bloody drop the ball. Um, and from that, yeah, resulting... I mean, to be fair, I'm a bit of a fan of Danny Kerr. I think he's he didn't he, he didn't have a good game. Didn't have a no. good game Saturday at all. But I think he he has been one of the standout nines for the past twelve months. 
So I can totally get he's we're he's also we're also back. We're also and lacking we're, nines as yeah, well. We're we're in a position where it's like shit. We either have someone who's brand new. Mm. Or well, we then have we have got the a little bit. Rafi Quirk at sales, a quality player. You've got. Um, uh, yeah, I Mitchell, can't, I Mitchell at Northampton not. has really stepped up because that well, whole. Mitchell, um, I thought Mitchell had a decent game on Saturday. Yeah, but what I'm trying to say is that whole. If you look at it at club level, just look at it at club level at the moment. He, ha, we always said that Northampton were going to do rubbish once um, uh, Cobus Reinach left, mm. and he didn't because Mitchell filled that hole so wonderfully well, and yeah. he's been probably the standout scrum house for a while. Jack Van Poorfleet's not a bad player as well. So in Quirk and Mitchell, you've got two quality. And for some reason, I don't know what the hell Ben Spencer's done wrong either. Apart from signing for Bath, so there's reason for us not to like him. But that's the, that, that, that never harms but him it, when it comes no, to international selection. And he just you're doesn't, you're you're right. Yeah, but I think, I think well, the inj- there are injury issues. So obviously Van Bortvliet's out. I think Dan Robson's out. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure if Rafi Quirk is also picked up a knock. But, you know, there's players, there's players who, who are struggling with injury. And you're left then with who do you pick? So if if you're going into a World Cup, you probably would have an experienced nine and a younger nine. The younger nine was Van Portfleet. He's injured, so we've got to bring bring in Alex Mitchell. Then you've got another, and I suppose they've gone with they've decided to go for Ben Youngs and Danny yeah, Kerr. They should have been going for the likes of Alex Mitchell, Ben and Ben Spencer and Rafi Quirk and and Jack Van Portfleet ahead of Danny Kerr well, and the, Ben Youngs. They're now trying to pull them back in mm. because of the fact we got the injury crisis there. Mm. Yeah, we said this for years. You then got the issue around... Uh, well, the other player who I think, actually, I'm sorry, uh, I was I was always a big fan of him, but I, I, from a, from a he, he always performed when he was able to play, but was never fit enough, and that was Manny Tuolangi. If I was a cent, if you're say for example you're Manny Tuolangi and you're the inside centre, right, and he's running down, he's running at you, and you've got and you think Christ, as they've got, I've got a two-on-one overlap here, you don't really have to worry because you know where Manny's going to go, straight into you. He's not going to so shut your it. shut your eyes, and get as low as possible. Go low and and wrap. So honestly, exactly what it's the easy. Do. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but no, honestly, you watch Manu on on Saturday. I don't think he passed the ball out once. It's not. His, I, I it's happen not to be corrected. Set. I happen to be corrected, but I don't think he passed the ball once. And there were a number of occasions where there was overlaps. There was opportunities to at least get a one-on-one for uh, for May or for um, somebody else on the wing, like Malins. You know, pacey guys who can who can make a big difference. No interest at all. It's it's the easiest player to defend against because you know he's just going to go rang bang straight through the middle. And he doesn't even do that well anymore. March and, international uh, international defences yeah. are more than capable of tackling a one-dimensional big ball carrier like Tuilangi. Yeah, he he's not got that like Pelledri-esque explosive like in the contract and actually accelerate again, massive fend. Um, and well, he, he doesn't, run have, into he doesn't have an offloading game and stuff like that. So it's like. Why run into someone? Why not run into their shoulder or their arm? Try and get outside the player mm-hmm. rather than running straight into their. But like, body. this is the thing: Ollie why, Lawrence, why Ollie Lawrence, and, and Marchin. Yeah. yeah, Ollie Lawrence and Marchin. Um, you know, Lawrence went off after 52, 53 minutes, and Lawrence made far more impact. And they're very similar. Lawrence and Tuilangi are similar type of players. You know, they're big, bashy, bulky players who, who run out of the middle. But Lawrence is able to do a bit of a step. 
it'll put offend, it'll look outside and try and bring other players into, into it. Sue Langing just doesn't do it. And I'm I I I'm I I don't want to like chuck him out of the squad, but he's just not been doing it. He's been awful. And whole... you know he's gonna get injured. He's gonna There's get injured. No or, he's, or let's be honest, what's that? what else is or gonna happen? He's gonna knock somebody's face off because he, he's another one who's borderline in terms of his tackling technique. Yeah, and, and Speaking of well, which, how the hell did Marla get away with that tackle that weekend? Well, yeah, that was remarkable as well. If you, people wow. haven't seen it, Marla, Marla, ta- Marla uh, ta- tackles Tuasui and it, it was... Tuasui yeah. goes down for treatment. They didn't even look at it. And the, well, they you know, did. They couldn't at... find an angle, apparently. Really? Yeah. Well, how about the original one? Because that was pretty clear. He just dropped it's quite, it's quite. It's quite a wide angle. It's very difficult to see where head, where the contact was. I, I can understand from a rep from a, if, if you haven't got that angle, if you haven't got a close angle, it's going to be difficult. But you Ed, need it to the We said immediately in the chat. Yeah, but immediately in the chat group, we both turned around and went to each other. Well, yeah, we, we said we, we, in trouble here. <laughs> we said we got he got away with one because they couldn't find a short a closer angle. If he did, if they had a tighter angle or a closer just, angle, he, he would. Ed, they could have just looked it from a bloody wide. I think I think there was from, probably you enough. Could have looked in it, it from the moon and you'd have seen what went on there. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there was enough in that though where you you probably would you. They're looking for mitigation, aren't they? I think it's difficult. Yeah. Um, there was also, someone tackling him a bit lower, I will admit that, but honestly, even still, it was, even, but it's he's too, too high going into it. It's too Asui. If it was, you know, if it was a lightweight back three player mm. rather than a monster back row player, you know, if it was, you know, if it was a, if, if it was, you know, a, a scrum half or a, a fly half, it would be looked at, wouldn't it? But because it's yeah. a, because it's a big, strong bloke. And honestly, I, th- I think there's less um, there's less protection. I'm um, obviously the scrum half's got protection because of their position, and you can't play the nine in a certain lot of uh, mm. s- scenarios. But yeah, I, I do think sometimes you you get away with big hits on big men. Well, yeah. we certainly we certainly learnt that Albert Tuasui's has got a better jaw than Anthony Joshua because that hit was right <laughs> off. Yeah, he, 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 he went off. He went off for he a, went, a he went off for an HIA, but that was yeah. only because of regulation because Albert got up from it and wanted to carry on. It was yeah, well, that's, the laws that's... meant they had to go and get checked. Thankfully, yeah. But, I mean, just oh. just just on just on a few sorry, of the other players. Of, <laughs> no, sorry, just just on a few of the other players who played at the weekend. You know, so we've got. Um, I don't know what's up with the Toji. I mean, he looks like a shadow of the player. That do you think we... he's tired? No, I think he's coaching. I, mean, I think he's his disillusioned with the coaching and the game. Yeah. Plan. Well, the, the, I there are rumors. Yeah, there are rumors that the England players are not happy at all with the direction they're going. Um, Two thousand seven, all over again. <laughs> yeah. Well, the rumors were that apparently they were going to try and play the players' way on Saturday, and I don't know. First twenty minutes. I mean, this is the thing. You look at it as a whole. That first twenty minutes was probably the best England had played. Uh, throughout the, the summer game, these summer internationals, first twenty minutes there was there was a bit of there was actually a bit of uh, impetus. The uh, we had front football. I thought Alex Mitchell was making a big difference. Balls in front of the forwards. For, so when the, the rain so goes, quick. there was yeah. trouble. It was the rain came, didn't it? Yeah. So then, that yeah, first you're right. Five that's... minutes, I thought there's no way they can maintain this pace. But if they do, mm. we'll win the World Cup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the, it lasted no, 10 the, minutes yeah so logically no this is the thing though so May scored Johnny May great comes back scores a great try um, everyone's happy um, forward pass and, yeah forward pass yeah we'll, we'll gloss over that but so Johnny Johnny uh, I thought generally had a, a, a good game he was obviously clearly at fault for one of the Fiji tries Um but then he wasn't did the only player. There was no, clearly there were plenty of other there were plenty of other issues yeah. around the defensive structures and stuff. But you know, 
it's always going to look worse when it's a one-on-one tackle. But I thought May May looked a lot bit better, better and busier than a lot of the other wingers this 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 summer. Um, and he was so, passionate. He showed yeah. real passion. And and I I noted actually that only him and Marcus Smith properly were like, "Come on, boys, fucking sort mm. this out." Yeah. And, and and everyone else, even Courtney Laws, under Caps captain, was was just a bit. Plod, plod, plod. Passive, isn't it? It's very passive. Yeah, and and you need, you know, and it it shouldn't be that, you know, God, seventy something caps Donny May's got. Um, you know, coming coming back in, he's had a bit of a reprieve. You know, he's um, and he's now off to the World Cup. Fair play to him. Yeah, that was that was a really congratulations, Johnny May. Congratulations, Johnny. Um, really bad news for him. Commiserations, Johnny. Yeah, I was going to say because he's going to be involved in that shower for the next uh, month and a bit. He. He will put, you know, if Saturday's anything to go by, he will give absolutely everything. And to be fair, I thought he played quite well. He did. Um, so he missed so one I... tackle. He only actually missed one tackle. He pulled out a cracking tackle later on in the game. Mm. Technique like wasn't the best because his head was the wrong side, really. And he was lucky not to get hurt from it. But he made that tackle. He made for the. He scored a try. He missed the tackle, which they scored a try, and he saved the try. Yeah, and, and I think overall, so his all-round play was very good. And I think you know yeah. that's you know what you're going to get with Johnny. He's a, he'll chase everything. If you give him space, he's still got the pace to to do it in terms of making uh, making defenders miss. Um, yeah, you know it's a it's a one-on-one tackle against a Fijian running at full pace. It's, you know, it's, it's not, not the first person who's going to miss it. He's not going to miss that, no. and he won't be the last either. No, I mean, I I it's so difficult to put it because I, obviously. We're all really annoyed <laughs> that England are so shite. But at the same time, I want us to just really reiterate how pleased I think we all are for Fiji. Because, I was going on Fiji. Yeah, because I, I didn't feel... So I remember, we all talk about the Andy Robinson era, and I remember when, we, when England lost to Argentina at Twickenham that first time. And uh, I remember then, like, it was that was bleak, and everyone hated Andy Robinson, and it was dreadful and boring, it was awful. But I didn't feel like that on Saturday. I felt annoyed because England lost a game. But I felt pleased for Pete, for Fiji because they played the rugby in the right way. As you mentioned, Jim, you mentioned about the rain. After 20 minutes, the rain came pelting down. There was thunderstorms, lightning, thunder, all the rest of it. England instantly went, right, we're not going to play rugby anymore. I'm just going to kick it. We're not doing anything. Fiji went, sod this. We're just going to keep going. And eventually things will happen. And actually, uh, all... I mean, it was a forward pass for the Fiji try in the first half. The scoreline flattered England, didn't it? Yeah, it, it correctly was brought back because it was it was a forward pass. Mm. But it, it, Fiji kept playing. They kept trying. They kept trying to go through the moves and trying to expand it. And actually, the amount... I mean, they mentioned it in commentary a number of times. The amount of post-tackle metres that they made was ridiculous. And they did it against France as well. So this isn't just a one-off. But they are making... You know, they get... They get tackled and they just keep driving through, keep driving through. And it's so difficult from a defensive structure point of view to then reset because you're always going backwards. You haven't got that impetus. You need someone to put a big tackle in. And the Fijian lads are so big and they're so a- they're easily able to just offload and yeah, keep the move going. You're always nervous. It's scary that, how good that, they that could that be. support that. player is going to take a little pop and boom, boom, yeah. they're through. When you've yeah. got someone like Randrander running, no one knows what he's going to do in the backs. And you've got uh, to a, someone like Tua, well, I use Tua soon because he plays for Gloucester, mm. but for want of a better way of putting it, 
you know, you got someone of that size with the hands that he's got. It's just oh, yeah. if they could, how good they could, if they how good they if they could get parity up front when it comes to set piece, they could win the World Cup. They won't because they won't get parity up front against someone like South Africa. No, they haven't got the depth of this. The they haven't got well, the no, depth. But, they're, but they're, they'll have a strike or something because they won't have been given their match fees of beating England. Well, this is the, no, this is the no, other this issue. Is the is they get screwed so much. I mean, you know, and it's not just Fiji. It's all the all the tier two nations, as they're known. The 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 way that they are screwed over by world rugby, by the tier one nations, and often by their own bloody unions. Yeah. I mean, Fiji is a perfect example. You know, it's not it's not uncommon to hear of the corruption that affects the likes of Samoa Tonga and Fiji. Um, you know, people are maybe out for themselves a little bit more. Um, not that we can say much about how good the English are a few years at the moment, I should say. But I, you know, I genuinely was. I was absolutely delighted for Fiji. It's a long time coming. Um, and just because we're England does not mean we're immune to these type of results. If you don't turn up on the day, rugby, international rugby is getting a lot, a lot tighter, a lot closer between the tier one and two, two nations. These results are going to start happening more and more. Yeah. Um, we'll get beaten by Georgia in the next five years. If we don't. If we play them. If we play that them. Was only, well, that yeah. was only we'll get beaten by Georgia next week if we were to play them next week. Because yeah. we're rubbish. But that's, I mean, I think that was only the seventh test between England and Fiji. Yeah, which is just but is... how many times have we played South Africa? So England have only played years. England you know, have only played hundred and six test matches against non six nations, New Zealand, South Africa and Australian teams. Right. And and that needs to change. It needs to change big time. We well, should this be is... going. We should be playing in Fiji. Yeah, we should be going to Fiji some more time. World rugby should dictate that you know, the big tier one nations go mm. to Fiji, Tonga, Samoa. They they have deserved it for the last 20 years. Yeah. We should definitely be forced to go there. And World rugby is then have all the money. Because what do they get? They get they get fuck all no, the tape from Twickenham. Mm. We, play, yeah. we play New Zealand and New Zealand get like 40% or something. Mm. We play Fiji and Fiji get 2% or something. World it's rugby is like... as corrupt as world cricket is. Yeah. So, I mean... To... To, to be honest, though, it is. I mean, to be honest, though, there was a, a just final thought or thing about England. We'll then talk about some of the other internationals because I was a really amazing result on Friday night, mm. um, which I, I just a little note about England itself. So England playing at Twickenham, you've got an opportunity as the RFU. And I totally understand if you're the RFU and you want, you need revenue. And so you're going to play all these games at Twickenham. The problem is, is that Twickenham is, a, a pig to get to. It's really expensive. I mean, it's just a ridiculously expensive day out, full stop. And, you know, train strikes, because that's the thing, because it's such a pig to get to from in terms of a, a transport scene, people tend to look to try and use the train because of where it is. If the train strikes on, you're screwed. You've got literally, you've got to drive. Parking's a pain in the ass and expensive. It's not a fun place. And trying to get out of there is an absolute bloody nightmare. Why not? I mean, you know, here's a, a wild suggestion. Why not play somewhere else? You know, there's plenty of places around the country that you could pre-book. You know, it doesn't have it could it doesn't have to be a Premier League football ground, but it could be. You know, you could take it up to Newcastle, play at St James's Park. Obviously, couldn't play this weekend, but you know, if you book it in early enough, they change the they'll change the fixtures around. I mean, Loz would have been gutted because he wouldn't have seen a uh, a last minute winner for uh, from Darwin Nunes, but. Um, you know, there's all these sort of other options you could take. And I just think there's such a malaise and such a, 
the negativity around English rugby at the moment, not just the international stuff, but obviously Premiership as well. Let's have a bit of outside of the box. Rugby Union and other masters are shooting themselves in the foot. Just have a bit of out out of the box thinking. Think about like, you know, take it to Welford Road. Yeah. I mean, it's a big, it's a 30 odd thousand, it's well, it's 28,000, 26,000 if you wanted to get in. It'll be rammed. Be absolutely full to the rafters. Um, and yeah, Leicester will, have to, will probably get a bank a bit of money, but and you know it's it's it, or take it to Ashton Gate, take it to wherever. It's it's an absolute farce that every one of these games is at Twickenham. Um, notoriously shit atmosphere. Um, apart thousand, from a thousand pound per person hospitality, that's all it's about. Yeah. Well, I yeah. always said I've always said to Loretta because it is a fabulous stadium. In all fairness to it, once you can get there and get in there and afford to get there, and I've I've said to my wife that I want to take her there so she can truly experience it because it is something to experience. But I said to her on Friday night, I said that because I looked at tickets for the Friday night, mm, which we're coming on the to. New Zealand uh, South Africa game, and I thought, well, that might be one which might be a little bit cheaper. Ninety-seven pounds for the shittest seat there. I think there were some time. deals. There were some deals on early because they've been oh, selling I those tickets. I, in all fairness, no, I yeah. found out about the game. Yeah, like, they be selling. That, that's but... fair enough. I mean, they were selling tickets. I want to say earlier this year. We might even mean last year um, for that game. And um, there were some really good deals on early. You could get tickets for a, a fairly reasonable price. But there we are. There's an example. Twickenham, known pretty well known. It's, the atmosphere is dreadful at Twickenham when you when you go and watch an England game. It's um, full of people that don't know rugby, don't like rugby, gone, aren't interested. They've gone in to rugby. be seen to be there. Let's go. Let's go watch a rugger and then talk about work. Yeah, exactly. Whereas on Friday night, you had all the uh, expats from South Africa and New Zealand there, and are people who probably would have liked to, you know, quite enjoyed going to watch the rugby. And it was a wonderful game of rugby. Great atmosphere. Um, you know, really, it, it, it looked good on telly. Um, and my word, South Africa did a number on New Zealand. The record defeat for the All Blacks. I mean, it, it, apart from uh, some dodgy defending, dodgy tackling at the end, New Zealand would have been nilled. Uh, I think it would have been the first time they'd been nilled since 1964. I think I read somewhere. Um, and it's it genuinely was scary. The, the All Blacks did well to keep pack. it under 50. I think that South Africa could have probably got 50 if they really if, wanted to. If, if South Africa had played the game in a, what I would call a traditional way where you take the points when you take when you have the opportunity to take the points mm. easily particularly when they missed they missed a lot of kicks as well didn't they well when scott barrett got uh sent off no i thought well, we didn't miss any kicks i think they missed one because i think they they but oh, they yeah. just went for they went for maybe i'm thinking australia because australia missed a lot of kicks yeah. against yeah, sure, well they got 35 points which is a five tries five yeah. tries isn't it yeah um i don't think they went for a penalty south africa they might have had one i think in the post but they uh south africa looked terrifyingly good their pack yeah. was oh there was a scrum uh there was a scrum on the slavkin five i think uh i might have even been a new zealand pits put in and oh they just marched them back to bloody minutes, hell um yeah. if you like your forward play just watch some of that it's like porn it was just ridiculous <laughs> i mean you know if you want to see eight large men shoving uh more other uh, eight other large men uh, backwards at alerting knots, you know, that'll definitely get your uh, fires going. It really was impressive. Um, and, and, and if they're I, not favourites of the World Cup now, well, yeah, I think they're. I, can't, I, ge- I genuinely, if they play like that every game, no one's going to get close to them. They're, I yeah, don't care I how good it's... Ireland and France are. That This was a level above I've seen in a lot. I, I don't often 
commentate too much on the, the games, do I, when we're when no. they're going on? And I, I, I just kept on superlative after superlative in our group chat about it because mm. this was something else. I have not seen a performance like that in a very long time. I, it, no, was, the, the, it, it was really impressive. And one thing I would say is um, the uh, I don't think I've ever seen New Zealand side so sloppy, though. I mean, oh, it was... They couldn't catch a cold. Well, the penalties as well. I mean, well, yeah, well, they, 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 the just... penalties they gave away was because of how good South Africa was. Yeah, and, true. And... The pressure. Big, big up Matt Carley as well. Because yeah, he, he was outstanding. He had a very good shit. game, didn't he? And in fact, he probably could have given the yellow, the first yellow card mm. a penalty earlier, but it was mm. just outside the 22, and it was like after a few minutes of New Zealand not giving away a penalty. Yeah, it's different. It was also because di- I think that all the other penalties were coming from the line out. Uh, yeah. and, then, and then I think he warned them. There'd been a few minutes, and then I think it was a, it was a penalty for sort of it was a it was more of a, a a bit of an unlucky penalty. I think someone slipped. It ended up being offside, um, which I think I think in those situations, Carly was, was probably was on the right there. side of that. Where yeah, yeah, because and, and then as soon as there's another one, well, yeah, and the next the, one was you're in the well, yeah, Sam and, then there, was, and then there was bang. another one. And yeah. it's like I don't give a shit. You're, yeah. you're, you're yeah. going in the bin as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I would say. The second yellow oh, that yeah. went to the bunker, how is that not a straight? How yeah, is that not a red? That is an absolute. That that to me, I mean, he we is... talk about the Vinopolo one and the Farrell one and the rest of it. That is absolutely appalling. There's He's there is just, no justification for that. Just driven his shoulder into a prone man on the deck. Like yeah. what was he like? Twenty centimeters off the ground. I mean, that's not a clean out. That's just that's just a. Cheap, 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 so the thing shot. is, is because he's already had a yellow, it didn't matter, did it? So he gives him a yellow. No, he it, did it say, does, be, yeah, well, but he said it's bunker review, isn't it? That's mm. the protocol. No, but he the bunker you give and the a yellow, and the bunker, bunker reviews said yellow was sufficient. Yeah. And I don't think it was. Well, it was yeah. because it was still a red card, isn't it? It's a second. Yeah, I suppose, but, I su- but he'll yeah, go I suppose to the sighting the... commissioner now. He'll well, go yeah, to his so, trial. He'll go to his trial, and he's already sorted based on two yellows, which normally. When it's technical, you know, in technical infractions, which is what you get yellows for, they'll go, yeah, the red on field is acceptable. You're free to play next week. Whereas, but yeah, they can look at, yeah, but the thing is, they can review this decision. Yeah, but uh, Jim, this is the whole point. This is what he's saying. They go to the bunker review, and he didn't need to then signal that it'd been upgraded to a red card because he was already off for a red card because it was two Mm -hmm. yellows. So here we go. This is three hours ago. Three hours this is, ago, on, this is three, three hours, hours ago. Uh, New Zealand's Scott Barrett is free to play in the World Cup. An independent judicial committee decided sending off against South Africa was sufficient and no further sanction was necessary. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Now, and, and, I, and I disagree with that. Personally. I, do, I do as well. I think, I think that's that. I, I, I do as back. well. I disagree as well. But what mm-hmm. I'm trying, what, what, until I, I didn't, I wasn't aware of what you just said, Ed. Um, but my argument well, was he should have been reviewed by what was going on and how they can determine this is a. Oh, you just despair, don't you? You know, we go back to the Owen Farrell decision the other week, mm-hmm. and then they, he got some wise ass fucking lawyer come in and managed to d- get him off on the technicality. The reason that we're having this rule, rule brought in is to try and protect players. My biggest issue I've had in the past, and I've talked about it on this podcast, is the fact that they don't distinguish between a re- normal rugby incident and they look at, oh, there's contact on the head, it's got to be a red card. Well, sometimes it's an accidental collision. Well, well it's, it's, Farrell, yeah. it's not, is it? Because it's his shoulder. What hmm. happened with Scott Barrett was not accidental. That was deliberate. So there was, interestingly, just, just on the bunker thing. 
So there were two. So this 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 incident, obviously, it was two yellow cards. So Scott Barris off anyway, and as you rightly say, it's then revert, reviewed by the bunker uh, system, and they've said, turned around and gone, no, there's no there's no additional need to upgrade it to a straight red. It'll just be as a as a yellow. Now, I don't know how they've come to that conclusion because where's the mitigation? So I wouldn't be surprised again, by the way, that if World Rugby look at this. Again, I wouldn't be surprised if World Rugby will appeal this decision because I think actually, if you look at it, 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 it hits it hits every single uh, thing for a straight red and a three week ban. But and also Scott Barrett's got previous. Just a little note there as well. Um, separately, then you've also got the South African. Uh, in, there was another incident uh, in the second half with the uh, South African player. I can't remember who it was now. It was um, Toy uh, Peter Stetter Toy. Um, got sent he got simbi enough to 52 minutes and it when reviewed bunker the whole process starts again and quite rightly it wasn't upgraded to a red because there was a second player peter stetatoris was dipping he was he was dipping his height and the player dipped hit the other the the, the new zealand player was dipping with the uh, effect of the second the other tackler now what I, you can already see where this is going to be going i think we mentioned it last week jim Every single time there's any sort of head contact or anything like this, you watch, it will be yellow card, go to the bunker, because the referees don't want to take responsibility. It's an absolute cop-out. It's already started to happen. It's going to be an absolute farce during the World Cup. But it does make it a lot quicker. It does, but then and, equally, and that's I they're don't... Trying to get, they're trying to get away from the, <sighs> oh, hang on, I'm not sure I want to make the correct decision. Yeah. It but makes equally, sense. It makes perfect sense to say mm. let's let a guy in a, you know, in a TV cabin. If they make the right decision, though, minutes. Jim. But then yes. that's the thing. We've, we've already seen. They not, they, they're not. They are. They're not the TMO. The TMO's yeah. carrying on doing his job or her job. This is a person whose sole job is to spend ten minutes looking at that thing and then mm. making a decision. So the fact that we can call it in live play with ninety-eight point two percent accuracy. Yeah. Why That's can they not? Sorry. Why can they not do it after having ten minutes being able I, to control? I despair reason? over it. The problem I've got with it all is the fact that, as I said before, and I, I said it earlier a couple of minutes ago, a lot of this they don't distinguish between what is a normal rugby incident. The first yeah. question is: Has there been foul play? Foul play. If two players run into each other and bang head. That that you start looking for fault. Why? It's a rugby collision. It's an incident. It happens. It's always happened in the game and will always happen in the game. Has there been foul play? Scott Barrett, when there's someone on the floor, goes in, whacks him in the head. That's foul play. That's a red card. <laughs> you know, Right. We start a red card. Can we mitigate it down? No. no. It's a red card. <laughs> it's a red card. It's very simple. How, how does this take a long time to work out? That's why I don't get understand. No. It, it's clear as day. Owen Farrell, is there any mitigation? Well, there's one lad comes in and makes a tackle, but let's be fair, even if he doesn't, so he's caught him in the chin instead of catching him around the nose. It, it's still a red card. It's as clear as day. Get him off the pitch. Yeah. I, I, the, the, it takes the, so, 30 seconds to review it. Yeah, I mean, to be... keep looking and looking and looking. It's there. No, I, 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 but it's, it's, it, I, I'm sure that the way that this will, it will get worked out. The bunker system will get worked out and it will, it will find its natural point 
And you'll start to see the referees probably take a bit more ownership. I wouldn't be surprised if that actually happens during the World Cup because this is the first time a lot of the referees have been using it. I think I think it might, you might, I'm hoping that we'll start to see that referee ownership if they're looking at it and going, do you know what, this is borderline. I'm going to give you a yellow, but I'm going to send it to the bunker. That's fine. If it's an absolute dead-on serve a red card, away we go. But someone like Ryan Barnes certainly will. Yeah, so people like Wayne the, 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 top, the top referees... And Wayne Barnes is, uh, he's got huge confidence in his decision making. Mm. So he'll do it. I think um, Luke Pierce has been brilliant. Yeah. Um, he's, you know, he's dur- during the. Uh, yeah, he was brilliant last night in the summer. Uh, France uh, Australia game. Yeah. Yeah. Really, Matt really Carley was outstanding, I thought, on Friday. Yeah. And, and Matt's not going as. Is, it, is Matt going as a referee to the World Cup? Was he going not as so. a. No, I don't think he's going as a ref. I, I, I think thought he's he was going, going as, a, as an official. Like, official. Well, yeah. a touch judge. Mm. Yeah, but but then I think three, I don't I mean, agree okay. with the way. So he he did the review on the Peter Sefter toy stuff, and I thought that was wrong. It was a yellow card. It wasn't. It, there was no need to get that reviewed uh, in the bunker. It was clearly a yellow card. You look at the mitigation. They're both dropping their height. Peter Sefter toy started low. The guy hit, he, the guy did. That's that's a yellow card. I mean, it's it's Loz has made this point several times, and I agree with him entirely on this. Just because there's head contact does not mean there's foul play. And I think that's where we obviously clearly need to protect players, but you can't just assume every single time someone that gets knocked in the head that it's foul play. And, and let's be honest here, there's this myth around at the moment, but, oh, we're trying to protect the players. Are you really? Are you really trying to protect the players? Because if you were trying to protect the players, you wouldn't have four pre-World Cup matches for no sodding reason. <laughs> In, no, but you know, you're just about yeah. so the likes of this South is, Africa, that's about England, money yeah, the likes of South Africa, England, Ireland, France, Australia, whoever, those four or five teams realistically are going to be getting to the latter stages of the tournament. So they're going to be playing five games, six games in the Did next. You say England uh, that? I'm including England still. Lost. Give me this. For fuck's sake. <laughs> uh, I've got nothing. It's either that or the only other thing we've got to look, to look forward to is getting absolutely smashed in Ghent. Um, anyway, the way you've got. We're getting smashed in Ghent then, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. Oh, is it England, England Belgium? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Throw a couple of plastic chairs. Um, no. Um, oh, uh, oh, and the Romania Tonga game. Because we can enjoy that now because Falau's not playing. So we can like enjoy it as a, as a, as a spectacle rather than like just booing it if um, Falau gets the ball. Um, anyway, I, um, I, I, I think the, it's ridiculous to, to, to make these guys who've just come off full seasons, they've been in training camps for weeks, they've not had any rest, and then suddenly. They're being told, right, you'll play four games. Uh, and for the most of these teams, I mean, England, weirdly, because we announced our squad before the I mean, first test, uh, but likes of Ireland, likes of South Africa, likes of New Zealand, they didn't announce their squads until like like two weeks ago. So you're playing for your place in the World Cup. I, I, you know, I don't get me wrong. You need to have World Cup warm-ups. You need to have a couple, but four against, you know, let's be honest, South Africa, for, South Africa, New Zealand, that was, it was remarkable that I think there's only one player that's probably out one of the New Zealand props mm. is probably out, but you know it, it's just like, what on earth are you doing, lads? This is just, this is this is like semi final final. You know that's that's a big big game. It's yeah. going to take a lot. I mean, yes, they've got two weeks off now. Um, oh, next well, week, next weird, weekend, next weekend, all we've got is top fourteen rugby. So they have. Yeah, lost so there's a nothing next weekend. Off. But then, but then, like New Zealand. So New Zealand on the on the Friday night. So two weeks. Two weeks after that game against Africa, 
They're playing France. They're going to get smashed to bits by France. They're playing France in the opening game of the World Cup. Do you that, really that need is, to be playing South Africa? Be massive. Huge. Probably that's, the biggest. That's, it's that's be... such a massive game. Yeah. Outside of the World Cup final, that's the biggest, that's the biggest game really of the World Cup because that sets up the World Cup. Whoever wins that game, that totally changes the dynamics of the rest of that, that group and the whole tournament. It's a huge, huge game of rugby. Um, and that's the sad thing we should be talking about. We are about to, we're two weeks away from, let's be honest, rugby union, international rugby union is, unlike rugby league or even football, it, international rugby union is the pinnacle of the sport. Right. Unlike a lot of sports where, you know, international, the internationals is a bit part, part, part of it or is a sideshow, you know, you don't get the best players. This is the best of the best playing against the best of the best from another team. And it's it's the highest caliber, the highest standard of rugby. And the way that this World Cup is being uh, is going to be played and, and the, the venues and well, the, the, way, the way the draw was done 42 <laughs> years ago. Yeah, but, you know, everything around it is it's building to, I think, I'm hoping is going to be the best World Cup ever. Um, you know, it, it, it looks like... If France win it, it will be. <laughs> I think, I mean, generally, generally, Jim, I think if whoever wins the, this World Cup, I mean, it's not going to be England, let's be honest, but if whoever wins this World Cup is going to have played, has going to have had to have beaten the best teams in the world. It's not going to be like this, you've had an easy run to the final just because of the draw. Because even if England get to the semi final, we're still, in which case we're, we gonna still have, we're going to still have to beat um, one of France or Ireland, probably, or New Zealand. Realistically, that's what we're going to have to do. Um, you know, or South Africa. You're going to have the to final then, Yeah, but that's my point. So to get to the World Cup final, you're going to have to beat one of the top four teams in the world, and then you're going to have to beat another one of the top four teams in the world, probably the number one. Or two so that's how it should be. Yeah, so it's it not always be been, it's not always been like that though. You know, Australia got to the World Cup final in 2015 and didn't really play anybody, to be honest. You know, they beat they beat a very underscrenched England side. They beat Wales or crap, and then they beat. Uh, Scotland in the quarters and beat Argentina in the semis. Not, you know, let's be honest, it wasn't the hardest route of, uh, for any any team to get to the World no, Cup final. Point, fair point. Um, but yeah, this, but then that's this... a sign that how much um, world rugby has grown to an extent for all our, for yeah. all the amounts we turn around and criticise them, and we did at the start when we were talking about tier one teams, tier two teams. Hmm. The fact the game has clearly grown that much that we're now talking about this could be the best World Cup ever for exactly that reason and that yeah, not likely there's not likely to be anyone getting to the final who's had a a, a favourable draw shall we say that 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 shows how, how much rude health rugby is in at the moment international level and, and you just fear for the game you really do because unfortunately if ever there's a sport that is likely to fuck it up from this position it's going to be rugby if you look at yeah, international there won't yeah, be sorry. the 100 nil drubbins no there won't be the 100 nil drubbins that no. well Chile might get a bit of pain in my England to be honest no, I, I... that might be <laughs> yeah 60 that might be a 60 points to 7 game or something but it's, no, that'd be it's I, I, don't think be... I don't think you need to get 7 Nice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, sixty points to three. I think yeah. it's, you know, you look at um, you know over the weekend um, was it Italy beat Japan forty two twenty one or something like that. Um, so profitable. You know, you think so actually they've they've been the drumming, you know they've been getting absolutely smacked about in the Six Nations for quite a few years now, but their under twenties have been awesome. They're starting to come good. Yeah. So I think. This could be a really good World Cup 
for, for you know for for that for that squad and hopefully they they do well playing against some of the tier two nations that they don't get to play against that much now. Um, yeah, I think it'd be really good. Like you know, you know, Namibia's and stuff like that. Portugal. I mean, it'd be wonderful. These 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 teams that are, you know, Portugal first World Cup, second World fantastic. Cup, is it? Mm. Oh, they not the last one. Uh, two thousand and seven, I think, was Portugal. Oh, That's France again. They only qualify when it's in France. Huh? Mm. I think it was 2007. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, you're right, Jim. I think, look, we, we're obviously going to be there in, in, in under a month and three weeks' time. Uh, we'll come at three weeks' time. And uh, hoping by that point we're not out. That'd be nice. Um, we've actually got still something to play for. Um, but it, it's it's it should be, it should be, uh, hopefully the festival of rugby we want to see, and I'm I'm confident that um, if French do well as well, I mean it, it, that's going to make a huge difference. You don't want France getting knocked out of the quarterfinals because that will put a bit of a damper yeah. on it for everybody. Um, uh, the Welsh getting knocked out of the group clearly we all want that. That's that's funny. That's um, and, I, and and as as Lost said earlier, after that Fiji game, I think Wales are in deep deep trouble because. That game was always going to be a big, a big challenge for Wales. Um, you know, they've got history with the South Sea Islanders and Fiji in particular. Uh, funnily enough, 2007 World Cup. But if they lose that game, they are then reliant on Georgia beating Fiji to even keep them in the tournament. Um, That'll be a good game, Georgia Fiji. Yeah, you will. Got... But you think Fiji is still going to put 30 points on Georgia? Yeah, you've then got, do. you've then got obviously Wales then got to play Australia. And have to win. That's not even a case of oh, you know, whatever. You've got to win that game, and then you get into the last. So, so just assume you beat Australia. I mean, I mean, they're not playing particularly. That's well, a win-win there. game for the English, though, isn't it? You know, yeah. Whatever loses, that's pretty much out. <laughs> yeah, it'd be nice if it was a draw and they get both knocked out. Yeah. Um, but the uh, but then obviously the final group game, a couple of hours before England's final group game against Samoa, is um, is against uh, against Georgia for Wales and. You know, are we? I have kind of. I've consistently said that if Wales lose that first game to Fiji, that Georgia game is not about qualifying for the quarterfinals. That's qualifying for the next World Cup. That's the level Wales have got to. They've got to win that game to guarantee qualification for the next World Cup. Yeah, but if they don't, they're still going to get through the qualifiers. Let's be fair. There is. Oh yeah, clearly. But it's just funny they have to play. Germany. Oh, it will be funny. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and but. Uh... That would be a massive game for Georgia because you know, Georgia, Georgia as a, you know, as a as a nation, as a union, are banging on the door of kind of tier one inclusion. Yeah, and there is no better place to prove your point than in a World Cup. No. So no, if they really. can if they can sneak a little win there, um, which you know, hopefully it might be banging they, on the door of tier one inclusion, but it's a closed shop, I'm afraid. Then that's a, unfortunately the problem you've got with. Yeah, no, it's not, yeah. nothing's going to happen there, is it? But no, I mean, you know, we're, 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 next weekend we're going to next week. Obviously, it's going to be a different, not a lot to talk about next week. So we're going to have a just a general chit chat about stupid stuff. Um, you know, there's been a few things that Gloucester have released in terms of like uh, the, uh, the 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 legends, the sort of the Hall of Fame, professional Hall of Fame. We'll chat through our teams in that, uh, who our picks would be um, from the selections that Gloucester have given. Um, and maybe some other other names that we probably would have put in uh, if we'd had the opportunity to do so. Yeah, there's uh, a few. There's a few missing. There's a few missing. Uh, and then we'll we'll also um, so Jim and myself um, 
are going to take part in a game next week against uh, Long Levens Mixed Ability Rugby, where Jim and myself are playing for Doughty Legends, which is, uh, I'm sure, an oxymoron. Um, <laughs> um, uh, Jim is going to, I think, Jim, you're playing at nine, aren't you? Is that right? Um, I, I requested nine just because Jesse's organising it, um, probably wants to play there. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, true. I mean, I've said um, fifteen. I want fifteen because I don't want to any. I want to be as far away from anything going wrong as possible. Uh, so, I'm but I hoping... think se- second second half, I'll probably be playing at prop or somewhere because I think we're doing something like tour silly. Oh, goody! I might I might just accidentally uh, trot on my own foot or something. Um, I'll do that anyway. It won't be. I know. I'll do that anyway. It wouldn't be an accident, would it? It just happen. Uh, but yeah. So next next Sunday, um, if you are around and you're in the Gloucester area, and you want to laugh, and you want to see two of the Cherry Burnt Jam boys um, is it Russ showing up. Uh, Russ isn't doing it. He might pop along to watch. Um, so, uh, But uh, if you want to see, yeah, Jim and myself uh, and a few of the other lads who uh, we used to play rugby with show off our amazing skills. Um, long Come, rugby on down. Come on down, have a pint, have a laugh. Yeah, what time is it again, kick-off? Is it two? Um, well, it's in my calendar for two. I don't know if that's two o'clock meet or two o'clock kickoff. No, I don't know. But anyway, uh, it's, early it, afternoon, get down Long Levens. Yeah, get down Long Levens and have a laugh. And um, you know, if you wanna, if you wanna, I'll, I'll be, I'll be wearing fifteen, kicking the ball and running away from people, which is uh, pretty much my entire rugby career when I was playing the Doughty anyway. And I'll be trying to keep up with play. No, Jim Lawrence Lawrence did suggest at one point he might come down to laugh at us, but I think he's even he's, he's even just decided now. My, my godson's that. coming up um to visit, so I need to spend time with him. Um does he not enjoy laughing at people that he does, he really rugby. actually he really enjoys rugby. He's only six, but he really loves the rugby. Then bring him down. Get him a couple of sides. No, I, I, I want to keep him interested in rugby. <laughs> I don't want to put him off by watching you. True, to be fair. But yeah, you see, yes. But yeah, so uh, yeah, as I said, uh, if you if you'd like to come down and have a laugh at us all, uh, please do. Um, and uh, we'll make sure I'll make sure I'll put the details on Twitter to follow up, just so people are, are aware. Um, and uh, and yeah, and have uh, anyway, have a good week, both of you. I will speak. Yeah, you uh, too, mate. We'll speak next weekend, Jim. I will. Um, I'll see you next weekend, and uh, all the best. Yeah. Cool. Cheers, guys. Cheers, guys.